Welcome to the Red Caps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and we ramble on about old school games. In today's episode, we are going to talk about what responsibilities players and DMs have when it comes to playing the game at the table. As you know, no mortal can run out of Red Cap. So sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, though, I do have a voicemail from Jason over at the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Take it away, Jason. Hey, Jason here. Just want to say a great episode on John Wick and Shady Dragon Inn. I think that's a neat concept, easily adaptable to a game, and probably well worth it if you do that little kind of mini world building in there, and you can go a lot of neat places. The other cool thing with Keanu Reeves, of course, is that he is a genuinely good person from everything I've read. He does a lot of things for people. I mean, if you just Google Keanu Reeves, good person, or good deeds, you'll get tons of examples of things he's done to help people out. So I'm always happy to support that, and I definitely go and check out any kind of Keanu Reeves movies that I can. So that said, I appreciate your podcast, and I look forward to the next one. I agree entirely with what you were saying about Keanu being an amazing person. It's really rare to hear of a celebrity that has basically universal praise in terms of being a good, normal person. But he's Canadian, so it's expected. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks very much for the call in, Jason. And we're going to get into the show. So the other day, I was sitting back in a hammock, as one does. And I was flipping through an RPG book, as nerds like I do. And the book I was looking at was Kevin Crawford's Amazing World Without Number. Or sorry, Worlds Without Number. And there was there's so much content in this book that we could cover tons of different episodes on it. But the pages that really stuck out to me... Uh, to inspire this episode was page 224 and 225 where they talk about what GMs and players need to bring to the table. And he's not talking physical items. Everybody knows you need paper, pencil, index cards, dice, whatever. But this is more about your attitudes and your responsibilities. So I'm not going to read it verbatim, but I will go through some of the highlight points that he brings on here because I think they're very important and they apply to every game you could think of. So one of the first things he says on here is that the players have a very easy job. They don't have to do hours of prep before a session. Their job is essentially show up on time and play their character. But that doesn't mean that they do not have their own set of responsibilities. And he lists out some of them on here that are pretty key. Responsibility number one, the PCs need to want to work together. I don't know how many times I have heard horror stories about players that They're in a campaign and one of the players decides they want to be chaotic, stupid, and is just, you know, stealing from their own party, trying to cause infighting, working against the group, or just constantly splitting off and going in their own direction. If the players, if the player characters do not have a common theme of what they're going for, it becomes very difficult to get any consensus on what the next steps are. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a common goal that they all share, but at least be a common goal that they're all working towards. And it can switch back and forth. So maybe for the first few episodes of the of the game, you guys are all heading off to help the fighter avenge his father's death. And along the way, there's some sort of a crossover with a thieves guild that the thief in your party is a part of. And after they've contacted the, the uh, remaining family members of the fighter, and they've gotten some tidbits, maybe they switch focus over to what the thief needs to do. And they just keep rotating through that, but all the players in the party are working towards that common goal, and they're, they've all got each other's back, essentially. The next responsibility they have is the PCs have to have motivation to act. 
your players need to have a want to interact with the world. They need to have a goal. Uh, there needs to be something that they want to accomplish. Nothing is worse than when you as a DM have put out this sandbox of a, a multitude of options, or at least in your mind, you've put out a multitude of options of interesting things and, and places the players could go. And instead of wanting to interact with any of it, they just want to sit in the bar and flirt with the barmaid. Um, that's fine for an episode, maybe, uh, you know, a, a strong um, role play session where all you do is just interact with the people in the, in the pub. But at some point, you know, this is an adventure based game, get out and go and adventure someplace. So there has to be a motivation to act. There has to be a want to engage with content and ideally come up with their own motivations of things they would like to do. The next responsibility is the players need to pay attention. Uh, this is a key in our digital lives right now, especially with so many games being played online. Turn off the outside distractions. Don't have uh, Twitter up. Don't have Facebook up. Don't be browsing through Reddit. Don't be, if you're sitting in person, don't be sitting there texting on your phone. Um, all these items make you miss information that comes out that might be key, might be a small nugget of, of information that have, had you been paying attention, you would have made different decisions. Um, it requires, it keeps the DM or GM from having to repeat themselves. And it's just a basic respect thing. This is a, a group storytelling experience. Everybody focus on the story. And finally, the final responsibility of the player is that they need to trust their GM. GMs are going to make mistakes. GMs in an ideal situation know their world very well. They're going to make rulings. It may be different rulings than what's in the book. You need to trust your GM to roll with what's happening and that they're going to treat things fairly. Now, that's something that is one of the responsibilities of the, of the GM, and we'll get to it in a moment. And maybe the GM abuses that, and if that's the case, then there's a, a need to have a discussion or something. But during the game, the player should just simply trust the GM, knows what they're doing, and has got the best interests of everybody at the gaming tables uh, in mind. So, switching over to the responsibilities of the DM. The DM has to be fair. Uh, I think that goes without saying. And there's a line in here in the, in the paragraph about it where it says, uh, tilting dice rolls to save or damn a PC is not part of your role. And I know I've spoken about this in a different episode. It bears repeating here now. Don't fudge dice rolls. There is an endless debate about whether you should or shouldn't. In my opinion, it's a clear cut you should not. Uh, it's cheating in the game. Let the dice go where they may. Um, you're not there to save them or, or anything else. You're there to re have the world react to their actions. And if you keep it consistent like, consistent, sorry, consistently like that, then the players will trust what's going on. The world will seem believable and uh, they will have as many interesting discussions about the stupid mistakes that they've made that's led to a death or something else as they will to the amazing triumphs that, the, that they've had. In a very similar vein, he talks about not having favorites among uh, the different players that you have there, the actual players themselves. So you may have a personal relationship. Maybe it's a girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, spouse, uh, best friend or something. And then the other players are maybe further down on the uh, relationship totem pole uh, to you. You can't play favorites with certain players. You can't keep a spotlight on a certain person just because you like them more. Make sure that you're spreading it around and everybody's having a good time. Uh, he has a couple of points on here that essentially boil down to the GM needs to support and react to what the players want to do. If the players have 
decided that they want to go climb this mountain in a faraway location, the GM has to build adventures that, you know, focus on that mountain. You can't just say, no, you can't go there. You must go here. You can put, st- you can put barriers in between where they are now in that mountain. Um, you can try to fill time and say, hey, guys, I don't have everything for the mountain prepared, but we're going to go th- uh, for a journey through the, through the wilderness and we'll see what we find along the way. And then next session, we'll tackle the mountain. Those are all fine, but you can't steer them away from something that they want to do, whether that is a story plot that they want to do, or if they just straight up say, hey, we'd be really interested in doing some sort of a, of a spy thriller or a heist type thing in the game. Is that something we could do? Then you go and you figure out hooks and adventures around that. In the same vein, the GM has to come with the evening's adventure prepared. So you have to do a little bit of prep. You should be asking your players at the end of the previous session what they want to do in this one. I don't know why that doesn't get talked about more. It's a very simple question. I know some people feel it takes away from the, from the immersion, but doing that simple question can save so many hassles and saves the DM so much time. If the players intend to go west... If they tell him, yeah, we're planning on going west, he doesn't have to plan out north, east, or south. He plans west. Um, If the DM asks what's going to be happening and they say, we want to go down into the sewers and uh, find the the missing child, then the DM, she doesn't have to go and figure out what the political standings of certain parts of this town are. You know, it just, it cuts down on what the preparation has to be. So simply ask that question. Uh, Asking that question will really help you with your preparation and allows you to make sure that you have an adventure ready. That doesn't always mean that's going to be an adventure that you run. Players will throw curveballs and everything else, but you should be coming to the table with certain things available and you should know enough about your world that when those curveballs come that you can roll with it and, you know, stall or build yourself enough time that you can figure out how to pivot off of what they've changed. There's a few other things in this section of the book that I thought were interesting to uh, to comment on. I won't go for too long, but these these three items I think are pretty important. Uh, one was save your debates for after the session. This is aimed purely at the rules lawyer of your group. If there is something that has been done that you think uh, needs to have a discussion, roll with it during the game. Don't bring it up. Or maybe bring it up if it's super tiny, but otherwise save the debating for after the game session is over. Uh, During the session, what the GM says is how things are. Next thing was don't sweat the small stuff. If there is a major rule that was goofed up, the GM may retcon something. But if it's something tiny, don't sweat it. Just roll with it. Um, There's no need to go into a huge bunch of stress or debate over the tiniest of, of details. Most of the stuff that you do is with a D20. That's a 5% swing per number. Like there's just, in the grand scheme of the game, if a single dice roll is going to be make or break your fun, you we probably were doing something else wrong before then. And then the final point that will end the both this discussion and this episode on was that this book is not holy. And this book, and again, is the world Worlds Without Number by Kevin Crawford, but this holds true for any RPG you may be playing. The book is not holy. The book is not complete. It is a framework. The What the GM has for their world may have different rules. It may have different expectations, but it is a, simply a guideline. And don't feel as a DM that you have to abide by every single thing in the book. 
feel free to bend rules, be creative, go in whichever direction you want. And as a player, don't expect that everything that's in the book is going to be reflective in the world that you're going to play in. There may not be certain classes or certain races that are mentioned in the book in this particular world. That's just the way it is. So that wraps up this episode of the Red Caps podcast. I hope you enjoyed, you learned something, and you're eager to come back for more. Please subscribe in your podcasting app of choice. And if there's an option to leave a review, it would warm my cold little heart if you did. I'd love to hear from you. So if you head over to anchor.fm slash the Red Caps, you can leave me a voicemail or you can say hi on Facebook or Twitter at the Red Caps Net. There's a Discord server. It'll be linked down in the description of the episode. And you can jump in there, chat with me, and we can have some more discussions on World Without Number or any other game that you'd like to talk about. So remember, never let your caps dry out. Stay safe. Have fun. We'll talk again soon. Take care.